Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle podcast. It's all brought to you by PSENG. Energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. A little bit of a different show today since this game doesn't really impact the Giants in terms of playoff position. It's not really going to be much of a game preview at all. It's really just a player interview and coach interview show. So we're glad you're with us. I decided to do two guys that I thought have really interesting stories this week. Darius Slayton and Landon Collins. Two players that well, one that wasn't on this roster at the start of the year and was added later in Landon Collins, another player that really was on the verge of being cut and not being on this roster at all. Yet both guys have emerged as being very important players on this team as they move ahead and look forward to the playoffs. We'll also, of course, have our interview with the head coach of the Giants, Brian Dable. If you're looking for more of a game thing, matchup thing, go check out our previous Giants Little podcast. It's the one before this on your feed. Sal Palantonio joined Lance Paul and myself. It was a really fun four-way conversation. We had a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. It was not just a matchup, though. We did uh, stuff on the Giants, big picture. Sal obviously covers the league as much as he does just the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we did some NFC playoff picture stuff. It was a really, really fun conversation, so I suggest you go back, listen to that, that 20, 25-minute interview with, with Sal Palantonio from ESPN uh, on the Giants Little Podcast feed. And again, just a reminder, I know we still have some games left to play, hopefully a lot more games to play, but the offseason is coming, and no one covers the draft, and I don't want to sound cocky, Nobody covers the draft as well as we do here. And our draft coverage has started. It's been going on all year. Go subscribe to the Draft Season Podcast. It's on your favorite podcast platform, Giants.com, the Giants app, along with all other podcasts, including Big Blue Kickoff Live. Draft Season, Tony Pauline and I have been breaking down the bowl games, prospects, early declarations. We'll get into the Senior Bowl. We'll get into uh, the Shrine Game. Then, of course, you get Combine, all that good stuff. But we're really digging into college players so we can hit the ground with our feet moving when we get to the offseason, which again, hopefully won't be for another month or so as the Giants head into the playoffs. All right, everybody, let's get to it. We're going to lead off with my interview with Giants safety, linebacker, defensive player, Landon Collins. And that's where we start. And now we're joined by Giants defensive player, Landon Collins. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start there, Landon. <laughs> what position do you play? Oh... Uh... 
how how they use me is kind of <laughs> everywhere, honestly. And then with the packages, you could be anywhere on the field. So I just call myself a hybrid. That's that's all I can say. Hybrid, hybrid for this team. Um, also known as a linebacker, and can definitely play defensive back. Um, so anywhere, honestly. Is that fun? You know, because you were always a guy when you're here. You were a safety. That was your position, mm-hmm. right? Have you embraced this role as, as a hybrid? Yeah, I embraced this role. I mean, with every defensive coordinator I've had, they, they've kind of used me all over the field. So I kind of know techniques and know kind of schemes all, all from all different positions and know how to work it. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of things in my back pocket that I have in my repertoire. Did you expect this when, when you decided to come here and you talked to Wink? You know, he always describes his defense almost like a basketball team, positionless, right? Mm-hmm. He uses guys in roles, not in position. So did you know this is what you were getting into when yeah. you stepped foot here? Yes, that's exactly what they explained me. I mean, they came in here talking about the diamond mic position at first and then um, just giving them um, security and giving them that, 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 that backbone that I know that I can do, that I can play and I, uh, I can work with this team, um, giving that security just to put me all over the field. Yeah, you know, you talked about how your past experience playing deep safety, playing box safety has mm-hmm. prepared you for all this. But yep. how much of it is different for you, the way they use you in this particular system, in this role? Uh, not much because it's just where you're located, where you're, wherever you're located on the field, you have a specific job. And it's, it's as simple as that. You have a... It's very... It's, it's, it's complicated to other teams, but it's simple to us. Yeah, I wanted. To, I was about to follow up with that exact question. Mm-hmm. Explain what that means. Uh, not to get into detail. No, of course. I don't want you to give away state secrets uh-huh. now. Uh, it's just everybody can play a position and and be somebody else. So let me let me see if I can paraphrase this. Mm-hmm. You guys on a specific play mm-hmm. know what your specific role is. Correct. And that's simple. You know, this is my job. All right, my job is outside contain. My, mm-hmm. my job is inside leverage on this receiver. Correct. That's simple. Correct. But based on what you show to the offense mm-hmm. and where you are, mm-hmm. they don't know who's got what's role. Yeah, basically. Does that sum it up well? That sums it up very perfectly. Is that why this defense works so well and why it's so effective? Yes, because we're confusing an offensive coordinator and we also confusing a, a line of scrimmage and we also confusing the quarterback. So you confuse three people at one time and they don't have an answer to different schemes, different packages, different body movements and body parts that is moving all over the field. It, it, makes a, it makes a team go like, we have to figure this out now. you know. And then if they think they got a beat on us, now we're just going to throw another curveball. And you can play fast, right? Yes. Because it's simple for you guys. Very simple for us. Is there, a, I guess this is another way to look at it. Is there a, enough in the bag, though, to continue showing enough things to a 18, you guys play 18 games this year, mm-hmm. at least, right? Maybe more. Yep. To show enough different stuff for 18 games to keep teams on their toes. Honestly, we still have a ton of stuff, stuff, a ton left in the bag to even, we haven't even presented yet. So I'm excited for what we have. Um, I don't know how much we're going to showcase this week, but... Um. Yes, we have a lot. We have a lot left to go. Now, a guy like Tony Jefferson, who was mm-hmm. a longtime successful safety, much like you. That's my dog. Yeah. Well, that's. I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. how well did you know him before you got here, and how much did he help you figure out exactly how Wink was going to try to use you, mm-hmm. given you know his history with Wink? Oh man, I've been knowing Tony for the last what six years when he was playing for Baltimore. <clears throat> um, 
we trained together a little bit, then we just kept up with each other and we'll be in different areas and stuff like that. And then uh, from there, when I got here, we just, it was, we meshed. We already meshed because we already knew each other. So we knew how each other played. We, I was a big fan of his and he's a big fan of mine. And uh, we played the same similar kind of down. We come, we come, we are bangers, we, you know, bangers and we don't like to be in the box. We like to be close to the line of scrimmage, blitz, and we trying to make plays. So that's, that's our detail of us of us and um when we step on the field we mess because we could play off each other we know it i like i know he kind of simply likes to do and he knows what i kind of simply like to do so it meshes and then with the with the defense he's like hey wink know how to use you and i was just trying to be like how do you know that and but <laughs> but after knowing him from being with wink for so many years i'm like he he, he knows something in his head and then now we're here you have fun watching the Young safeties, Julian loves Avery McKinney, apply their I'm, trade back there. I am happy and glad to be a part of with those guys. These guys are smart. They're exciting. They're playing great ball. Um, they're determined and determined to be the best, you know, not determined just to be uh, a giant safety. They're determined to be the best on the field and across the league. So I love that. Take us through the interception last week. What you see on the play? Old school landing coming out there, ah, jumping the route. Old school. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But now, nah, um, honestly, we saw this play. We saw that play most mm, six times last week practicing it. Um, and honestly, I was not supposed to be to that side. Uh, Z was supposed to be over there because it was formation into the boundary. And Nick was supposed to be to that side. I was supposed to be to the to the field. Mm-hmm. But because they was going a hurry up, I just told them to stay, stay, stay. Mm-hmm. I can, if we do, we have the same job. Like I said, we could line up anywhere and we have similar jobs, the same jobs, so it could be different jobs. And that formation just told me like he's about to run it out. He's just about to run it out, and I just had to just I had to I had to kind of play it back because they ran they ran a high low. Basically, he was a low guy. Yeah, because if I, I remember right, they had, they had trips on that side, mm-hmm. right? And your guy was the guy lined up behind the two guys in front, so mm-hmm. they were going to try to screen him a little bit and get mm-hmm. him on the out. Correct. Yep. yep. So had to play bit it a little bit, and I had to get over the top really fast because I had to I had to be on the outside guy. I had to get to the outside guy. And he was the outside guy, and then I just saw Foles throw it and just went for it and took it to the house. How much was that fresh legs of not having a full 18 games under your belt? Because, I, dude, I, you were flying, man. You were honestly, running as fast as I've seen you run. Honestly, man, that's not even my fastest. I'm usually a 2021. 20, I have a, uh, I had a, a thigh bruise. So oh, that's, really? that's not even like when they say 19.7, I was like, dang, I'm supposed to hit 20, but I just know I had Is a Is that what it was on the GPS? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Very good. <laughs> it's exciting, man. It's, it's it's great to see it. And and now you know your role's kind of growing. Now, do mm-hmm. you, as you played in this defense more, have you become more comfortable? Are you more maybe willing's the wrong word, but more able to make those type of instinctual plays, which we've known you so well for over the course of your career. You've made so many of them when you're here with the Giants, obviously mm-hmm. when you were in Washington. Now that you've been in this defense more, where you can just be yourself. You know what I mean. Honestly, when I came in here, they just they say the best thing I have a part of my what that I bring to the team is my instincts, and they say they don't want to take that away from me. And when you know a guy has that, and you allow him just to use that, you gotta trust him. You have to trust him, and that they they gave me that trust once I came through the door. So when I did when I when I felt that trust, I was like, all right, let me just do my thing now, and then give him the trust factor to make it solidify, make it like sign on the dotted line, like yeah, we got a guy, and that was it. That's terrific. Now, you got here, you got elevated a couple times. Then mm-hmm. you had a few weeks, a month, where you weren't getting elevated. Yeah. Were you sitting there at any one point and saying, oh, boy, maybe I made a mistake here. I'm not playing as much as I want. Did you have any doubts that, 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 that this was going to work out as, as well as you hoped when you decided to come here? I thought it would be faster. 
that's what that, that's one I thought it'd be faster when I first got here I kind of I think I played what I think I took a week and then I played the following yep. week so and I played the following two games um but I thought it'd be faster but um nah uh, these the coaches was very transparent we had a lot of injuries during those those few weeks so I know they had to bring guys up and bring guys down we needed guys to play here and play there so I just had to be patient and then yeah some frustration set in because I knew I can help you know and uh, definitely help us win some more of these games but I just sat back be patient let guy handle the rest and then now you're rolling now we're rolling yeah <laughs> now we're rolling you talk about the coaches being transparent mm-hmm. one thing that I think most of the players have expressed to me and a lot of other people is that you know they're not kept in the dark by this coaching staff. These coaches mm-hmm. will tell you how it is. Wink is not a you know shy guy, right? Correct. You know, Correct. and I think though that goes down to the position coaches. Mm-hmm. They want to be very clear and transparent to the players, so you guys mm-hmm. know what's going on. H- have you gotten that sense from yes. this coaching staff being here? And yes. e- explain to fans why that's so important. It's very important because <clears throat> key guys, our plea players, our players, is just in general just need to know where they stand on the, on on their team. Where if they have even if a if a team have a vision for this guy. Uh, and when you tell a, t- a player like basically when I came in um, LC we need you to blitz these routes like you not you're not the primary blitzer we trying to get this guy open to make this play and then I was like oh okay because I'm usually was the primary blitzer or I can use my techniques or my skills or my ability to to get around and do something but no sometimes I have to be the crash dummy so with them then saying saying so that being said, is BM saying you have to be a team player, role player at this particular moment, at this particular time, because your time is going to come. But it's this person's time. Let this man shine. And that's what we do as a team and as a whole. And just breaking those things, those moments down and having that, that honesty talk, it, it helps us play even faster. And it, it makes us even play more for that coach and the team. So. And I got to imagine it builds trust too, right? Yes. Because trust, I got to imagine, I've obviously never been in the uniform or done this, but I got to imagine, especially when things don't go well, when everyone has down moments, when things aren't going right, that's when trust in the coaches, between the coaches and the players has got to be most important, right? Most definitely, most definitely. We have to believe, trust, and just stay accountable with uh, what we are being asked to do, with their, what we are trusting them to believe in us, and just stand together because... Like we say, we are a family, and we what happens between these doors have to stay between these doors. We are what happens on the field is really us. Nobody else, nobody's handing anything to us. Nobody's going to help us. We have to do it, and we have to just stay true to our word and what we have to do. And now you're going to the postseason, man. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time for the Giants. 2016, mm-hmm. something you're very familiar with, yep. obviously. Yep. Um, I know when you, I'm trying to remember what the team's record is when you signed here. Do you remember what they were? Oh, there was definitely three one, four one, something like four, that. I'm I want to say four one, four one maybe. I want to say four one. So you knew this was possible, but mm-hmm. could this have could this have worked out any better given where this team is right now? I mean, who? I mean, if I would have told you then, you know, week seventeen, you don't even need to win, and you're already locked up. I mean, mm-hmm. I got to imagine this is exactly why you wanted to come back and try and do this in New York, definitely, especially. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think if we had if we didn't have the injuries we had, <laughs> we would have been had a little a way better record. But uh, that's that's past tense. But um, yeah. <laughs> Um, I knew this team had it. Like when I first came into here, like when I first stepped into London, when I flew to London, um, I could just see the to the togetherness, the camaraderie, the the family. It it reminded me so much of 2016 and how we were. We was always together, always doing stuff, always going to dinner together, always uh, 
hitting the movies or anything. We was, we was a team. We was a brotherhood. So I was like, dang. I said, I missed this. <laughs> I missed this. It's been a minute since I had this on the team and stuff like that. So it's hard to build that everywhere because you have so many different personalities on the team. So to get guys just to buy in and under, accept it, like, it takes this to be where we want to be at the end of the season, oh, man, it's, 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 it's a blessing. I know, you know, when you left here, when business gets involved, things are complicated, oh, yeah, yeah. happens. What can you mm-hmm. do? But to be able to come back now and come back to New York and now just everything be so positive, I got to imagine that puts a nice circle, right, on oh, on, yeah. on kind of, I don't yeah. want to say your career because you have a lot mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. But just, sure. <laughs> just to, Exactly. But just to, you know, it almost comes full circle, but in the best possible way, right? Heck yeah. I was like <laughs> coming back and just, just uh, being able to do what I do for for the Giants and showing that I'm still that caliber player and then also just doing it for this team and getting the trust of this team because, you know, you, I'm a, I was an outsider. They didn't know who I was. They heard, you know, you could hear a whoopla from the other teams or other coaches and they could say I'm this kind of guy, but came in here as myself and they took me in and then just brought me as a, as a brother. And it was, it was, the sky was the limit from there. Was that the main reason you decided to pick New York to come back? I'm sure the other team's knocking on your door too. Is, is like what, what, what was the main reason that you said, you like know, New York is the place I want to be? Oh, dang, that's a good question. Honestly, I knew New York. Um, I knew it was always home to me. Um, And when they they literally called and they asked, they like I said, it was transparent from the jump. So they told me this is what we need from you or what we want from you. And then I was like, bet, let me come up there and do my thing. And that was it. (laughs) Nice and simple. All right, let's talk about the matchup coming up. First Mm -hmm. things first. Is your team playing its best football now? I'm not saying you can't play better, but are you guys really, you think, hitting your stride, playing as good as you have all year coming off these last two games? We are definitely continually to grow and get better each and every week. Um, best game? I say we we still have a lot to we, I'm not saying we have a lot to go. We still have... There's there's room to be that's, better. Yes, that's so much room to be better. Like we are we are good. There's so much room to be great now, you know. And it's it's and it's not a big marker. It's just it's it's just a little. It's like little little details. They'll find details, and we're gonna be perfect. All right, let's talk about the matchup mm-hmm. here. How much is it in all of the back of your heads? And we don't know what Brian Dable's gonna decide. It's supposed to resting guys. We'll find that end of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have a little splinter in your finger, a little back of your neck that this team kind of took it to you a little bit a month ago, and you want to, you know, show them that you're a better team than what you showed in that game. We definitely do. We definitely do. We have that. We have that chip on our shoulder. They're definitely divisional rivals are always in our in our in our in our division. So we have something to prove because they came in our house and try to make an example out of us. So it's time to. I think it's time to replay the favor. Yeah, you're going to go down there, and surprisingly, I think based on what we saw a month ago, they're the team that now desperately needs this game to keep mm-hmm. the one seed right. It matters a lot to them. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts has been out. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Hurts situation, you see a guy that has a bad shoulder, and it's his throwing shoulder, mm-hmm. and he's also a running quarterback, right? Correct. And he's a running quarterback that doesn't run like a quarterback. That dude mm-hmm. runs like a running back, yes, right? He and does. he's built like a running back. Peace so, out, five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So... Tell me a little and then a little bit about how you guys approach Hurts in this game, knowing he's coming back from the injury, how that might change how they use him even for all I know. I think um, that's a great guy, great quarterback. He's, he's, he's accomplished a lot for sure. 
I think they protect him. Um, the running, I think not too much running. If anything, if he has to run, it's, it's the last option. And slide. Uh, and slide. Yeah, <laughs> get down. Do not take no hits because they need it for the postseason. That's most that's most important right now for them in this game. Um, and then they have different packages to, like, take those runs off his legs or take them runs off his shoulder and um, have some passes within those uh, run schemes that he has. So, yeah, I think that's what we, that's what we're – Mindset-wise, because, I mean, y'all want to take a hit on that show that AC doing is something nasty. All right, a couple more questions real quick. Hurts was a big part of their run game against you guys in December, mm-hmm. but they still did a lot of traditional runs against you. Miles Sanders had Correct. his most yards he's had in 80 games this year. Mm-hmm. What do you guys need to do better to slow down that running game this week? We just got to do our job, honestly. Do our job, come out there with the right mindset to be able to play, play fast and have fun. That's it. That's it. Just have fun. That's what we do. We have we play, we play a child's game at a king's ransom. That's a great Go line. I like that. <laughs> Go have fun. Let's do our thing and just ball out. That's what we tell him to do. All right. Finally, Dallas Goddard's back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't playing in that Excited game in the to play first against game. Him. Yeah. Good player. Yes, sir. You've you've played him a lot, being mm-hmm. in the NFC East all these years. Uh, and then they have their two wide receivers. Right. Yep. They're such good players, great but they're players. so different too. Right. The mm-hmm. way they play and the way they succeed. So what's the challenge of having three very different types of players, but they all can be weapons that can really kill you? Studying, study, study habits, study habits for us on the on the defensive end. Knowing what they like to do, knowing how they like to use them, where they like to be in line. I'm a big formation guy, so when I see these guys in certain positions, it kind of tells you kind of keys. And I'm, I'm a very I'm a big communicator, so when I see something, I'm definitely letting the back end and know what my might what might be possibly about to happen or what could, what's going on. So um, having guys on the field, knowing what's going on, and and paying attention to their fine details, those little details I was talking about earlier, takes us to the next level. To help us win this game. Finally, do you have a message for Giant fans? A group of people that you're very familiar with, and they were <laughs> they, they were loud last week. They did a great definitely, job uh, heading into the postseason, and just kind of the message that that you and your team would kind of like to send them about anything you might want to say. Honestly, you guys, uh, Giants fans, Giants Nation, uh, we love y'all. Keep supporting us. We need y'all. Need y'all for this run because it's going to be big. Uh, and just keep going, keep going, keep yelling, keep being, keep being loud. Make this playoff run. Y'all, hey, we need y'all. So if y'all going to be in Philly, need y'all loud and proud. And be safe down there, too. Definitely be safe. Be safe. <laughs> exactly. Be a raucous crowd. Landon, this has been too long. This is a lot of fun. Appreciate, Appreciate the time, dude. No doubt. The Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. We thank Landon Collins. Guys, I was the only one planning to go eight minutes with him. I gotta be honest with you. He was just so happy to 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 just talk about the year and, and where it's taken him and all that stuff. And you know, I Landon and I knew each other well when he was here the first time. We haven't had much of a chance to catch up since he came back. And it's just a lot of fun. Like I had a great time talking to him. I thought it was a really good conversation. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed doing it. All right, since we have two players, I figure I'm gonna split them up today. We'll put Brian Dable in the middle. Bob Papa, every week, has a chance to sit down and talk with the Giants head coach, Brian Dable. Let's listen into that conversation right now. The Giants wrap up the regular season against the Philadelphia Eagles. As always, we're joined by the head coach of the New York Giants, Coach Brian Dable. And, and Coach, uh, the first thing that we have to do is just talk about some of the news this week and with you and a lot of other people on your staff, Joe Shane being uh, coming from the Buffalo Bills organization can you just talk about that feeling that you got and everybody got in the building on Thursday when news started to come out about 
DeMar Hamlin uh, being awake, squeezing loved ones' hands, and even writing on a piece of paper, did we win the game? Yeah. Um, I, it, it got me so fired up. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, there's a, a range of emotions um, with what happened last week up to where he is right now and, you know, the excitement, the relief, um, the joy that, you know, prayers are being answered and, you know, it's looking like he's improving and, uh, you know, that young man's a great young man, the people in that building, and you just, you know, it's – was a tragic incident but the news that you get on on thursday uh it just it it energizes you man coach um obviously you know sure it was cincinnati and obviously buffalo playing in the game there's 32 teams in the national football league there's football players on every team just talk about the challenges that you had and the organization had this week with the team as you're trying to get ready for a game dealing with something much bigger than just a game yeah, it's. Uh, I think you, you know, you just want to let the players know that, as an organization, as a staff, whether that's coaching, whether that's medical, whether that's team psychologist, team chaplains, that that we're all here for them. Um, you know, this is a relationship business, and you know, our game is is followed and supported through you know the entire world, and you know, these players are are special people. And they're people first. And when something like that happens, I think it sends shockwaves through through the entire you know, country. And you know what we are charged with is you know making sure that we let them know that you know anything that they need that can help them uh, in any facet of our organization um, that we're here for them. And that's really the most important thing um, that we can do. Coach, uh, obviously you got a game today with Philadelphia needing this win to wrap up the number seed. It's a division rival. Um, you know, they jumped on you at MetLife Stadium a couple of weeks ago. Um, when you look at them and you prepare for them in this football game, they were able to run the football. Um, just talk a little bit about the challenge of trying to control their run game. Yeah, we didn't do a very good job of it um, in our last game. They had, you know, upwards of 250 plus over an eight yard average you know they controlled the line of scrimmage <clears throat> the running backs were issues quarterback um you know it wasn't they controlled the game from the get-go you know it was 24 to 7 at half um they were three of four in the red zone and they were six of 11 on third down so um and we didn't get any turnovers so, and then offensively, we didn't score enough. We were three of four in the red zone, but we were four of, I think it was four of 13 on third down. So we didn't, you know, maintain possession and, and keep our drives going, you know, nine out of those 13 times. And we went for it on a couple fourth downs, but uh, the game got out ahead of us and they really beat us in every area, whether it was offense, defense, or the kicking game. Coach, um, you know, a lot of people have talked this week about, hey, you know, we the, the, we know that we're playing next week. Um, the challenges that you face as far as managing this game, you know, I, I try to remind people that, you know, you have 46 on the active, you have two practice squad call-ups, that leaves 48, but then you have a long snapper, a backup quarterback, a punter, a kicker, so you take four away there. Your core starting group is at least 
14 to 15 on each side of the ball. It's not college football where you got 100 dressed and you can just sub out everybody. People have to play in the game. Is that a difficult thing to try to manage? Uh, I think that, you know, you tell everybody to be ready to go. You know, you have the same or relatively the same amount of inactives each week based on what you want to do, bringing up people from the practice squad. And, and whoever is, is active uh, has to be ready to go. Um, you know, would it be sweet to knock them out of the number one seed? Well, it'd just be good to get another win. I think that's that's where our focus is, and um, you know, each person has a job to do um, all the way through, and you know, that's what we focus on each week is to go out there and and play our best on on Sundays. Coach, we appreciate a couple minutes. I know this has been obviously for you and um, the entire National Football League. A very difficult week trying to get ready to prepare to play a game with real life staring all of us in the face. But we appreciate your time and generosity throughout the course of the regular season. And you know what the good news is we get to say? We get to do it again next week. Yeah, we're, we're guaranteed at least one more. So, um, no, I appreciate you guys. And, you know, I had another <clears throat> another tragic news yesterday and trying to keep and monitor this and a player that I coached, uh, Peyton Hillis, um, you know, saved his children from drowning and had some complications. So um, the prayers would be would be great for him as well. Yes, Peyton Hillis, who uh, wore a Giants uniform and and played very well for the New York Giants, a really good guy. Our prayers are with Peyton and his family. Coach, we appreciate a couple minutes as always. All right, thanks, Bob. Hey, folks, don't forget to listen to Big Blue Kickoff Live Every weekday, 1230 to 130 on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app. And then, of course, the archives on the Giants app and podcast platforms everywhere. Just search and subscribe to Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll cover everything with the playoffs. We'll review the game next week uh, with the Eagles. And, of course, look ahead to that big playoff game, which is likely going to be against the Minnesota Vikings. All right, we thank Brian Dable for joining us. Let's wrap it up with the Giants' big play wide receiver this year. That's Darius Slayton. I enjoyed my talk with him. Now we're joined by Giants wide receiver Darius Slayton. Darius, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Let's talk about the offense for a second. Is this offense right now clicking as well as it has all year, in your opinion? Yeah, I would say we're playing good ball right now. I think most importantly, you know, we're playing complimentary football. You know, and our defense gets a good stop, gets a good field position. We're, we've been going down, getting points, been efficient, um, been able to stay away from turnovers, you know, so those types of things help. And I feel like it's been balanced, too, right? Like other times this year, you know, some weeks you ran the ball out, you had trouble passing it. Some weeks you passed it well and you could have run it, right? But I feel like now both parts of your offense, and even Daniel's part of the run game, too, right? Mm-hmm. Everything seems to really be complementing each other pretty well. Yeah, I would say so. You know, I mean, obviously, um, every part of offense helps other parts. It all works together. You know, the run helps the pass, the pass helps the run, and obviously – you know, DJ running in the run game helps our run game tremendously, given another element, you know. So I think all those things have came together well for us. And has it helped the receivers too? You know, because when he's able to scramble for these, you know, I think he ran for six or six first downs, then he did two touchdown runs too. On scrambles on third downs, does that impact you guys at all? Where now defenses maybe can't play as much man-to-man. They can't turn their backs, right? They have to spy them. Does yeah. that help you guys too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at some point, you know, they can't keep letting them run and pick up first downs and score touchdowns, you know, at some point. So the most teams' way of doing that is using a spy, and if they're spying them, then that means that's one less guy out of coverage, one less guy we got to beat. So, you know, it all works hand-in-hand, and he's obviously playing good ball right now, and it's been good for us. 
how much has it helped your wide receiver group that after a carousel of players in and out of the lineup at your position, different mm-hmm. guys starting every week, you know, it took a you know, few weeks for you to really solidify yourself in there. And then everything around you was changing too mm-hmm. because of injury. Has it helped a lot having you, Richie, Isaiah, as the primary three now for a good portion of a month to kind of get into that rhythm together? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's it's all new, you know, new coaching staff, new system. So I think we all had to adapt to it, you know, come into our own, find our way in it. But, you know, definitely having that continuity, I know for sure for DJ, you know, got, everybody plays a little different. You know, even if you exchange two good – even if you exchange two great players, you know, they they have different tendencies. They like – different things they play different so you know obviously having that continuity of of you know us three been pretty solid over these past few weeks and um you know hopefully we'll be able to keep that going you know we talked after a game it was either last week the week before and you were talking about how well some games is not a darius game and mm-hmm. it's, it's an isaiah game can you just talk about the, the camaraderie and the unselfishness of your group and the team in general where you're okay if it's not a darius game if he throws it to isaiah because he's open yeah that's cool yeah for sure i mean i you know it's Playing receiver is always tough, you know, because realistically, even if even if you're a heavily targeted guy, you get what ten, ten to twelve targets in a game, heavily targeted, and there's six anywhere from sixty to eighty plays in a game. So even if you are heavily targeted, you're most of the time you're not running and getting the ball. So you know, obviously, when it's only two or three times a game, is you know it's tough. But at the same time, I've always took the stance of how could I complain we win in a game. How can I complain and we're moving the ball and we're getting first downs? You know what I'm saying? It's like, obviously, I'd love to get the first down selfishly, but if we're moving the ball, we're scoring, the Giants are winning, it's all okay. After you had your little run in the middle of the season where you started catching those balls over the top, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first play against, first series, with Jacksonville or Seattle, you had the deep one right down the sideline. I'm trying yep. to remember which game it was. Jacksonville, yeah. thank you. Did you start seeing teams starting to shift that safety over the top on your side a little bit more? Yeah, that or typically cornerbacks up a little bit. You know, I I probably don't look as fast as I am on film all the time, but, you know, typically after I get behind them once or twice, then they, they back up a little bit. So you have seen an adjustment in some of the coverages you've seen? Yeah, for sure. Mostly from, not from their whole defense as a whole, but definitely like in individual corner matchups, they tend to back up, or if they do press, they're not as hard in the press. You know, but pushing the ball down the field too, right? Like that, that that's got to help the running game too, right? If that threat's there and they yeah. have to be aware of it, because early in the year, you guys are having trouble getting those 20-plus yard in the air chunk plays, but they've come now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's one of the reasons the last couple games Saquon's been able to have another 80-plus yard game, four and a half yards per carry? Yeah, of course. You know, obviously, when teams want to try to stop the run, they try to get as many people in the box as possible. Numbers game. Exactly. And, you know, one of the ways that most teams get to that in some form or fashion is bringing a safety down. And obviously, you can't do that if you're exposed on the outside and one-on-ones and getting beat over the top. So, like I said, it all works hand-in-hand. And, you know, right now we're just we're doing a good job of, of making it work. You know, I thought the passing game against the Vikings was probably the best I've seen it all year. Why did mm-hmm. it work so well? Was it a matchup? Was it how you game plan against them? Was it just the receivers winning? Why did you guys move the ball so well you did against Minnesota a couple weeks ago through the air? Yeah, I think we had a good game plan. You know, obviously, you know, Kafka and them came up with a good plan. I think we had a good scheme. And then on top of that, you know, he's very timely with the calls he made. You know, he was in good situations against good looks. And then Obviously, at the end of the day, no matter how good or bad a play call is, we got to make it go. So, you know, we're getting open. We're making plays on the ball, and that's what we're supposed to do. So, you know, I think as long as we continue to do that, we'll have a chance. Let's talk about you. You have to make some tough decisions at the start of the year, right, Mm -hmm. around cut time, and you decide to stay. You could have decided to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that you look back at it, is this 
what you envisioned? Is this why you stayed the way this season has gone? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to say that this because to think that I had you know end up leading the team and receiving or something at the time would have seemed insane and impossible, you know. But I mean, I definitely saw opportunity. You know, I knew my opportunity would come in one way, shape, or form. And I know myself and I know I'm always going to be ready when it does come. So, you know, that was, you know, the main reason I stayed. And then, you know, DJ, you know, I got a lot of faith in him. You know, I believe he's a heck of a quarterback. And um, we've played together for a long time now. And you see guys, veteran guys, sometimes leave a team in free agency and they go somewhere else. And they're like, oh, this guy was so awesome on this team, but why wasn't he as good on this team? Well, you never know. Somebody might be a great quarterback, but you might get over there and you and him might not see the field the same. Y'all might not see the game the same and y'all don't click the same. But, you know, I believe in the connection we have and I think obviously it showed this year. And what was part of it also kind of – did you see – the togetherness of this team even then you know because players I've t- everyone I've brought into has just talked brought in here has talked to me about how going back to the spring you know the way the coaches have dealt with you guys very transparent very straightforward letting you know exactly how it is and just the way you guys all hang out together it's just a really good environment was that another part of the equation in your decision to stick for sure because you hear guys come from other organizations and it's clicky or the receivers hang with receivers online like like I, I could Matter of fact, Christmas time, shoot, I went to the mall. It was me and Ben Bredesen went to the mall together because we both had to do some Christmas shopping. He was finna leave, and he's like, I'm going to the mall. And I was like, shoot, I was like, you mind if I go with you? Like, I just, I don't awesome. like shopping by myself. I don't like shopping at all. <laughs> so I was like, at least if I shop with a buddy, like, it'll be better. But, I mean, I think that just shows, too. You know, he's like, yeah, man, come on. And, you know, you would never think that a guard and a receiver would just be, you know, doing something like that. But I think not just us, but it speaks to the whole team and the relationship everybody got. All right, um, and I guess let's talk about the matchup then. How do you view this mm-hmm. matchup? You know, you guys are locked into the sixth spot. You don't, need, quote, unquote, need the win. Yeah. But this team also walked into your building a month ago and took it to you guys pretty good. Mm-hmm. So how do you view this game heading into it? I mean, I, I definitely don't see it as, like, um, giving them a pass, so to speak, you know, as us just going out there and getting through the game and whatever. I mean, I believe whoever's out there, Myself, anybody that's out there, I believe they should be doing their best to win the game and try to win in their field just like they came and won on our field, you know. So, obviously, I don't make the decisions of, of how all the logistical things work. Of course. But as from my standpoint, you know, I don't I don't ever go out on a field or go into any game and just want to – and just lose, you know. <laughs> if I'm going to go out there, I'm going to go out there to win. How about their defense? Just real quick, uh, their secondary. A lot of talented guys. They mm-hmm. second in the league in takeaways, I think, right behind Dallas. Mm-hmm. Slay and Bradbury are good players. You're very familiar with James Bradbury, obviously. Uh, your your thoughts on their secondary and their cornerbacks and, and why they're such a challenge? Yeah, I think they're, they're good players, but on top of that, they're veteran players, so they're smart. You know, they, they play the game within the game. Splits, uh, formation recognition, those type of things they do a good job with, on top of the fact that they have a good defensive line who doesn't give you a whole lot of time to make good decisions, you know. So, That's true. <laughs> so, you know, it kind of works hand in hand. You know, they got a lot of good players, but, you know, obviously look forward to the matchup. You know, I'm going to go back to that first game. I'm not going to make you say it. I'll say mm-hmm. it. You guys got behind that secondary a few times, and if it wasn't for their pass rush, you would have had some big plays. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the nature of football, you know. It's. There's going to be plays that we could have made that we did get off, and there's going to be plays that we didn't get off that, you know, could have been. All right, finally, what do you feel about this team already being in the playoffs, man? I mean, if I would have told you before the year we'd be sitting here in week 17, the game's meaningless for you guys because you're already in. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
just talk about what it means. You've had a long year career in New York. You haven't, yeah. frankly, won a ton of games the last four <laughs> nah. years. You have this year. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I'll say just for me personally, it's, you know, surreal. It's like a movie almost, you know. It's like, you know, you watch a movie and the whole time the, the hero is getting beat up and drugged through the mud and all this stuff. And in the end, he comes out on top. And not that this is the end, but, you know, to some degree, it feels that way. You know, first three years, you know, it was, it was tough. Um, you know, not a lot of team success, not a ton of wins. But to come out here, have a winning season and make the playoffs, you know, is, is awesome. Let me do one more before we say goodbye real quick. Mm-hmm. What makes Mike grow a good wide receiver coach? Because I can't imagine anyone's had a tougher job than him this year with so many different <laughs> yeah. faces that have been in that room. How has he gotten everybody ready? How does that room work? And, and just why has it been successful with him as the position coach? I don't know how he do it. it it's been so many, so many people, so many personalities, so many scenarios. But um, I'll say, you know, he probably he just stays steady. You know, he stays the same no matter who, who is in or out. You know, no matter if we signed a new guy, if maybe we let go of somebody, I think he does a good job of being the same and letting and letting the room know what's going on, you know, and being honest with guys. And, you know, I think that people respect that. You know, people respect when you tell them the truth, when you, you know, don't try to hide things from them. And um, I'll probably say it's been the best thing he's done because it ain't easy dealing with new people every week. And he's trying to get people up to speed. And Isaiah, I think we signed Isaiah on like a – a Monday or something, and then he played like that Sunday. Even crazy. though he came from like knowing the system, you know, as a receiver coach, you don't know. Even though he was in the system in Buffalo, you don't know how much he really knows or if he's going to be good. You know, you just got to get him ready to play. So, you know, I think he's, he's done a good job of, of being ready. Darius, appreciate the time, man. Best luck on Sunday. For sure. Thank you. We thank Darius Slayton. We thank head coach Brian Dable. We thank Landon Collins and, of course, Bob Papa for being with us right here on the Giants Total Podcast. Giants getting ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia this weekend. Again, the Giants are locked into their spot, so the win or loss really doesn't impact the Giants all that much, except for what their record would look like at the end of the year. Very important game for Philadelphia. They, of course, are trying to secure that number one seed, NFC East title, home field throughout, first round bye. If they lose, the Niners win. They get all that good stuff, minus the NFC East crown, of course. Uh, If the Niners and the Eagles lose and Dallas wins, then Dallas takes home that NFC East crown, the number one seed, home field advantage throughout, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot at stake this weekend for the Eagles, the Giants, and Giant fans, enjoy the ride and start getting ready for the playoffs, which again will likely be a matchup against the Minnesota Vikings unless David Blau and the Arizona Cardinals figure out a way to beat the 49ers this week, which I don't know. I think it's unlikely. Thanks for being with us on the Giants Huddle Podcast. Don't forget, Check out the game this weekend and be with us all week next week for a lot of great content as the Giants are heading back to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. We'll talk to you then. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. 
Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.